Welcome back to episode 9 of the 643 Podcast, presented by Thirsty Goat Entertainment. My name is Taylor Shaw, and oh, you didn't know, your ass better call somebody. And this man here, he goes by the name of Blakey Biceps, and his arms are so big, he can't even turn to wipe his own ass. We are back. Yeah, yeah. Then we got my man, Ethan Turner. He throws two seams, and he plays with your heartstrings. Is uh, 6 o'clock too late for a nap? No, dude. You do you, boo boo. Right, Whatever out. you. <laughs> you <Later>. out. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> All right, starting off episode nine. Uh, the 2020 season is happening, obviously. Um, but, you know, we recorded last week, and it was right in the midst of the announcement. We were recording during it. We didn't have everything you know, technically correct and squared away about how the season was going to be played, the rules, the COVID rules. You know, there was some discussion about the DH. We weren't sure about that. Right. Um, so let's go ahead and just lay it all out. Blake, I don't know if you want to give it a start um, and, and just go through, just confirm everything for our fans, our listeners, how this season is going to progress. Yeah, so I'll just start out with the actual baseball side of things. So there's going to be a universal DH in both leagues, so NL's for sure got the DH. Confirm that. That was me on last episode. I thought they had done away with it, but honestly, let's ride. <laughs> let's yeah. do it. Yeah, I'm cool. Uh, the whole extra inning designated runner at second, that's that's going to happen every half inning and extra innings. Um, there's no restriction on position players pitching, which that's no different than previously, but they were actually going to implement a new rule in 2020 that was going to restrict them, but now they've thrown that out and they're just going to let teams roll the way they have before. What was it? it had to be like in like the 13th inning or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there was, was like li- certain limit. Yeah, there was even limitations as far as two-way players. Yeah. Like you had to be formally a two-way player to like, yeah, all that's thrown so out. So that effect like Otani and all that. Right. But the one big new rule that – was already previously going to go into effect this year was the three batter minimum for relievers. So any pitcher that comes into the game has got to face at least three batters before they can be taken out of the game. Um, Suspended games, they're going to resume where they stopped if they uh, had not played five innings. Previously, if you didn't play five innings and it was rained out, you were just going to restart the entire game at a later date. Now they're going to stop it and you're going to resume it exactly where it stopped. And then the roster limits. There's a 30-man roster for the first two weeks of the season, a 28-man roster for the next two weeks, and a 26-man roster for the rest of the season after that. Teams are going to submit a list of 60 players eligible to play in 2020. So they have to be. you have to be on the 60-man roster to play this year. If you were left off it, you're, you're not playing in 2020. Correct. And just to kind of catch everyone up to speed, 26 – is not, you know, and and that's that's normal. Twenty six right. is normal, right? Yeah, yeah. And then usually now with the sixty man, they're going to consider it like a taxi squad type deal. The sixty man is technically acting as a forty man, right? In yes. theory, yeah. Um, and just it's adding a little more depth. And what's what's awesome about? I think there's a couple things awesome about the uh, sixty man, the sixty man roster. Um, you can get funky with it. One. Like right. you can kind of do whatever you want. If you want to like load up on pitchers, load up on pitchers, load up your bullpen, um, you know, have pitchers available for that. Um, you can go position players, hitters. Um, but I think the coolest thing about having 60 men 
is giving some young guys some shots. Um, because when you have 40, you're not going to have as many young guys on this roster as you usually would. Now you get 20 extra players. Young guys get to come up. They get to at least be in the conversation to come up and get some MLB time. You got to be thrilled. I'm not bringing any of those guys up unless somebody just gets hurt. No, you don't have to, well, but here's, it's there. Here's the thing, The though. opportunity is there, and here's an you got to be this short of a out of your mind excited. But here's an argument for you. I don't think there's going to be a season to where your stud is going to carry you. There's going to be a lot of unsung I heroes agree. this year, and if you got a guy in a slump, you're not going to be patient to wait on him to get out of that slump. Can't. No. So you're going to have some young guy that made it, maybe hasn't even made it past double A, and you're like, hell, let's give him some at-bats, fresh bat, an Aquino-type situation. It's a 60-game season. It's all a risk. I think it's going to happen. You're going to see – you're going to see because I've seen on the 60-man, there's a lot of teams that have – Big name prospects that haven't even made it past Double A, and they're on the sixty man, and, and they'll play this year. I, I have zero doubts that that's the. I case. think it's already been confirmed that a couple draft picks made a sixty. Right. Like already. Yeah. Uh, twenty twenty draft, and they're already on the sixty. So, I mean, it it's just really cool to see that to to get their MLB time. Now, I don't know exactly. I'd assume it counts as MLB time. So yeah, it does. Um, I mean, it's just you know that so cool to see young players get a shot potentially here. Yeah, and then on like the negative side of things, it kind of sucks that they've officially canceled the minor leagues, which we all kind of suspected, but there's a lot of guys out there left without a job right now. Yeah, and then you know I saw on, on Twitter, and I, I posted it from our account because I thought it was a really cool thread, um, and I wish I could credit the person who put it out. I just forget the name, but – you know, he asked, you know, he started off, what is the minor leagues? And it went through like players and like people's, it's people's first jobs. It's retired people's jobs. It's coming to the ballpark and asking for autographs when you don't even know the players. Yeah, like it was just a really that. cool thread, man. And it, it sucks that the minor league uh, system is going to take that hit. And what you, what sucks about even more is I don't think it's just the COVID-19 season that we're talking about the minor league system taking a hit. No, it's, it's permanent. It's going to. It's going to carry over into reality. It's going to take a long time to recover just because you got guys going a whole year that were without a job. They're just – I'd say that's going to pretty much make them hang them up and just go seek a career Yeah, uh, outside of baseball. Not much else you can do. No. But then moving on to the COVID rules. <clears throat> so these are what MLB is doing to make sure everybody's healthy and keep players as safe as possible. Players and personnel will be tested every other day. That's an actual COVID test. That's not like a temperature check. Then also they'll receive temperature and symptom checks twice per day. Players and personnel not participating in the game will sit in the stands at least six feet apart. Antibody testing will be conducted once per month. There will be a COVID-19 related injury list. So any guys that gets COVID, they have like a separate injury list just to keep them on. And then any player who tests positive for COVID-19 will not be allowed to return until he tests negative twice. Yeah, and I was looking through this, um, and I'm not, I'm not a doctor by any means, not a medical professional um, at all. And just to me, I, I was sitting here looking at this. If everyone does their job, if all the players are smart, they're not doing anything they should not be doing outside you know, of their club and off the field, to me – this looks like a pretty good plan yeah, to, it, to 
stop the spread. And this wasn't really like listed, but I had seen also where on road trips, players are actually quarantined in their hotel rooms. Right. They're not allowed to go fraternize. So they're pretty much isolated from the general public. Yeah, which makes sense. So if they follow it and they do their job, I think you're going to have positive tests. It's just going to happen. Yeah, it's inevitable. But I think it's going to be very limited, and I think this is going to be a successful season. I really do. I think it's going to be the backbone of what we see with other sports the rest of the year. I think if baseball handles it how they're going to right now and succeed with it, I think everybody else follows suit. Absolutely. What sticks out to me is, I mean, you're you're getting literal swab tested every other day. Yeah. I mean, they're doing this with more players on their roster than... You know, Any other sport, sport, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, besides the NFL, but I mean, besides the NFL, and the NFL, get your notebook out, right, and yeah. take notes from what the MLB is doing. If obviously this succeeds, or take notes if it doesn't yeah. succeed. I don't know, but yeah, I mean that's a good I mean, point. As far as like the NBA and then the NHL, you're dealing with you know fourteen less players ish. So I think the NBA might be kicking it up for depth reasons, but still, yeah. it's only like right. Well, even with maybe. baseball, even your like whole sixty man. I mean. What do you have in the NBA? Fifteen? I think there's fifteen on a roster. Yeah, maybe. Right. I mean, that's how many less players you're talking about. So if MLB can succeed with this, anybody can. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm, I don't think we're a hundred percent sure, um, how they're going to split it up. And I think that's is that team specific. How is it going to be like thirty teams at the minor league ballpark? Thirty at the major league ballpark. They had listed, but I don't. I can't remember. There's so many that go to camp, and there's so many that. So yeah, there's the Reds put out there's they're they're putting thirty five players when they were come to camp um, in Great American Ballpark, and then whoever didn't make that thirty five man cut is at a separate okay yeah. right. place in Mason, Ohio. Uh, that's got you know it's set up with two different fields. Like that's where the other people are staying. So yeah, I don't think they have a set number. I think you just basically invite. I think it's team specific because you got to because you got to yeah. finish with twenty eight. So more or less, you're just going to invite a few extra guys that might you want to give a chance right. to make the cut, and then the rest go to your feeder, wherever your feeder location right. is. And then I, I think you know you said Mason, Ohio, Boston. They're going to do. I think they're going to start at Boston College, and then when the season actually starts, they're going to move their um, satellite squad to Pawtucket, Rhode Island. I, I'm pretty sure I saw that. Yeah, Cubs are doing. Uh, South Bend, Indiana, which is oh, hell yeah. that's where the South Bend Cubs play. That's their single A team. Oh yeah, which is generally like really close to Chicago. So most teams you're going to see their feeder park being really close to wherever they play. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any are we missing anything there? Uh, I think that does that pretty much clear it up for us. It's pretty much all the bases I know of. Yeah, I mean I, that's what I saw. I, I mean the the COVID rules, the important ones. There's a few other hairy details I'd seen as far as like players. This was like, this is kind of like a backdoor deal. They, I don't think they really went public with it much, but I know play, like I said, players got to be quarantined in their hotel room on the road. And then at, when they're at home to get to the ballpark, I don't recall if there's a limit by how many people can ride in a car as far as like, I think players can carpool together, but oh, absolutely yeah. zero public transportation. If they find out a player does any form of public transportation, then I think they go into quarantine for two weeks. Damn. So that, so that goes back to my point. Yeah. If you're doing your job and you're following the rules, 
Shouldn't I really, be a problem. I don't see how this is not a successful season. Right. But if people are going rogue and being outlaws, you know, then then that's where you're going to run into Family members your, going out and everything else. Like, <clears throat> unfortunately, if you're a major league baseball player's kid right now, you you kind of <laughs> your parents have to protect their assets, so you're going to be sitting at home right now. <laughs> Absolutely, at least you have baseball to watch. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> Uh, obviously, you know, it, the unfortunate side of all this, yes, we're having a season. That's awesome. We're excited about it. There is, you know, a dark cloud, you know, hanging over here is you're going to have players opting out. Obviously, um, it's part of it. I think when we recorded last week, we said, listen, it's going to happen. Yep. Whether you like it or not, it's just something that's going to happen. Ethan, you really didn't think so. Um, and now we're finally starting to see it come to fruition there's fewer than i expected though well i still I was just like confused on how that would work like contract well it, it basically just bypasses right. you so if yeah. you're in your, say you're in the fifth year of your contract that just starts next year you're getting no money this year i think what we missed and might have been important is part of that agreement that the mlbpa had with the mlb was this the is option? the option to opt out and i think that's the important note that we missed last week um was they said okay if you want to do it um, so yeah, I mean, right now, I think we have a total, total of four, four uh, players. We have, I Mike, have, yeah, four, Mike Leak of the Arizona Diamondbacks, Ryan Zimmerman of the Washington Nationals, Joe Rosh of the Washington Nationals. Is that correct? Yeah. And then Ian Desmond of the Colorado Rockies. Um, I still think there's a window of opportunity. I don't think there is a cutoff where you got to be like are you opting out are you not opting out yeah i imagine since it's a, a prorated salary you're just going to get paid for whatever your your service time right was, I and, would think. and so I, I think if a dude gets through summer camp i think that's is that what they're calling it summer camp yeah. by the way <laughs> that's what we'll call it <laughs> summer camp yeah it's uh, i mean it reminds me of american pie but yeah. <laughs> whatever um but yeah i mean i think if you get you know halfway through summer camp and you're like okay I, i'm not doing this i think that's still up in the air for you. Right. Um, yeah, I, we might not see the last of this. This might not be the final list. Um, and I think everyone's different. Um, I mean, I know specifically because I looked into Ryan Zimmerman's situation. He has a mother who has an underlying condition that makes her extremely susceptible to the coronavirus. Yeah. He also has a newborn child. Right. So, I mean, there's two extremely good points where it's like, if anyone comes at Ryan Zimmerman for setting out for that, you're just a fucking asshole. Right. Like, stop. Like, don't be a dickhead. Yeah, I actually got a quote from him. He said, given my family's circumstances, he, he actually has three young children, and then one of them's a newborn, and then a mother at high risk. I've decided not to participate in the 2020 season. He also goes on to say he's not retiring, but he has not decided on his baseball future past 2020. Here's something people don't realize either. He was only set to make $740,000 this year. Yeah, he's 35 years old. He was, he went back. He went ahead and just come back one more year because they're coming off a World Series, and he's only going to make seven hundred forty thousand dollars. Like, does that really even seem worth it after all, all the money he's made in his career? It just right, absolutely. Yeah, it, probably not worth it. Not all, really, honestly, especially off a of World Series. Yeah. right? you were just on the top of the mountain. Um, you know, even if, and I, I, I gave his situation that was pretty extreme. But even if some dude is just like, listen, I don't think it's worth it, maybe because he's make, not making enough money, I still don't fault him. Yeah. Like, listen, if you want to opt out, opt out. Like, I I don't want to see on Twitter or Facebook a bunch of people knocking players for opting out of this season. The same people that are going to knock them. 
for opting out are the same ones bitching that's saying just shut up and play baseball. For oh, them. right. Same Guarantee fucking people. It. Guarantee it. I actually do have a breakdown of salaries here of all the guys that have opted out. So, Mike Leake, he's 32 this year. He's given up $5 million in salary, the amount he would have made in the 60-game season. He'll become a free agent in the offseason. And if the if the D-backs – see, he's got an $18 million option. So, say he thought they were going to pick up the option. He could sit out on five mil and make 18 next year, which I don't think would happen, but it's it's there. And if the D-backs decline his $18 million option for next year, they're still going to pay him $5 million. So, he's kind of fighting for a roster spot anyways, and he's going to make $5 million whether he plays or not. So, so technically, your contract doesn't reset. Uh, it, it just doesn't exist almost, if basically. Well, you're yeah. saying if he opts out, then – He's in an option year. He's declining – he's sitting out – from his option year, and that's going to next year. Does that make sense? I think so Mike. This year he's on, but they would already had to pick his he option would, up before. I he think. Be on the roster. Yeah, I think they did, and now he's declining that. I think okay. that resets so to then, next season. Okay. Yeah, I think Mike's was very yeah, specific it, and weird. Yeah. yeah. That's, um, and then I know Ian Desmond. You know, he had. He's got like multiple reasons. He's got three children who are young. Right, his wife's and, pregnant. Yes, a pregnant wife. Well, he's got five kids. He's about, he's got four kids now, and his wife's pregnant with his fifth. Right. I mean, so ton of young children, and then I don't know if anyone read his Instagram post, um, but he did come out and say that you know COVID nineteen wasn't the only reason, and that um, some of the civil unrest and uh, getting back to youth league baseball yeah. uh, was something he wanted to do. Um, so. You know, super cool of him. Respect his decision as well. Respect all these guys' decisions. And to see Ian taking his time out of his day in, in a, a time that he's not going to be playing baseball to do something for the youth of his hometown community where he played as a, uh, a young baseball player. Super cool to see. Kudos to that guy. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately, we might see more players. I yeah. don't know. I know we bring his name up almost every podcast, but I want to see what Blake Snell's going to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting on that. I accurate because, because he was he was the one bitching about not wanting to risk his life to get COVID nineteen, and now he has that option to sit out the season, like he said he would do if. So right. put your money where your mouth is, there, Blakey. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't think he does. I don't think he will either. And you know why? Because he got his money. Well, he got his money, which I don't think was a shit ton, but the Rays. Have a shot at this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> An absolute shot. If they shot ever at this. have a shot in their division, it's definitely this year. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I think you're right. It, I think he's a fraud. It was never, <laughs> I don't think it was ever about COVID. It was about the money. He just didn't want to say it and look like some greedy asshole. Yeah. Right. He's, I, yeah. Got, I mean, we're all greedy assholes, Blake. Just just take it. Like, <laughs> everyone's greedy. There's not. I haven't met that many people that are not greedy in some way. We all, we all want money. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Especially for playing baseball. On to Joe Ross, this is kind of like... Uh, I didn't see much about him. I'm glad you brought him up. Yeah, this was something I never even thought of, and I bet a lot of people didn't. So, <clears throat> he was in contention for the Nats' fifth uh, starter spot in the rotation. So, he was going to fight for a spot anyways. He's forfeiting $500,000. But on top of that, he's also forfeiting 67 days of service time. He's required. The loss of service time days will now push his free agency eligibility out to after the 2022 season. So since he's forfeiting those 60, or if he would have played instead of forfeiting those 67 days, 
He could have been a free agent after the 2021 season. So since he is forfeiting it, he's got a whole extra year added to his service time to prevent him from joining free agency in 2021. So hmm. that was kind of interesting to me. That was the only player I've seen that that's happened to so far because he was still in his rookie contract. Yeah. Damn, uh, that almost <laughs> makes me want Castellanos to opt out. Let me get him for a full season. <laughs> well, I don't know how that works on that. This guy's on a rookie deal, so I don't know. But if you don't, like, but I mean. Because just... with your rookie deal, you have to have so much service time before you can have free agency. Right. That's but true. He has. Isn't he in, can he opt out anyways? He can he's, opt. Got a, he's got an option, right? Yeah. yeah, but if he doesn't play and that contract starts over next season, then he has to play that one season. I don't know. I haven't looked into that. Yeah, true. That's See, I, I think there's here. a lot of things. He, like, we're just sitting here talking about it amongst ourselves. Imagine how some of these players are talking about it where it's reality for them. Yeah, like, they, like they, they, they come up with these scenarios and they're like, shit, if I don't play, then, you know, blah, 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 blah. Or if I do play, then blah, blah, blah. Like, I couldn't imagine, like, all the scenarios they're going through with their agents and shit. Like, that's got to get messy. <laughs> Real, yeah, messy. the little bit of shit we come up with, I can't imagine what they're thinking right now. Right, exactly. Professional agents, right? <laughs> All the loopholes in the world that actually have law degrees, not exactly bozos like us talking <laughs> baseball. But yeah, so you know, obviously a dark cloud, but um, listen, that's part of it. And you know, kudos to those guys, and you know, you do you, and yeah, we'll agree. we'll see you in twenty twenty one. I hope they make the best decision. Absolutely. Uh, and then, you know, another situation here, which I thought was absolutely just nuts, is we got teams coming out and saying, hey, there might be fans in the stands. Get ready for it. We want to have fans in the stands. Right. The first one I saw was, like, the state of Texas. Like, they said that they – you could. Which – Texas. Well, I mean, hell, they're already <laughs> shut down again. That's what I'm saying. It's like, Texas, you, you're so fucking stupid. <laughs> Good lord. So like when my whole thing is how would that even be possible if they're using the stands to keep players separated? Six I'll get into one? that. So they have a designated No, here's section. No, here's what I think they'll do. So they're going to leave it to local governments because no matter how important True. Major League Baseball is, they don't trump the government. True. So by state government, they're going to set rules. So I have one example just because obviously I'm a Cubs fan. So, Chicago's approved for Wrigley and whatever the hell the White Sox call their stadium now. It's been whatever the hell yeah, they are. We'll call it whatever <laughs> the fuck that is. Well, anyways, 20% capacity. So, Wrigley Field seats 41,649 people. 20% of that's only 8,329. You could scatter that amongst the stadium, and they're not going to be anywhere near the players. You could yeah. probably sit 8,000 people out in the bleachers and still be six feet apart. Yeah. So I really don't think it's as big deal as people think. If that's just Wrigley, like if a state, definitely right. if you're somewhere where they're like, oh yeah, 100%, but I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I, I was kind of, when I brought, <laughs> kind of wrote this down on our, our list here, it was like, it was the Houston Astros and the Texas teams like, oh hell yeah, boy, yeah. let's get to the ballpark. Right. And it's just like, dude, slow your roll. Like this is not. It's not going to happen, especially in your state, since you handled it so damn well. And I'm not even sure Major League Baseball would allow, like, if they were 100% capacity, I'm pretty sure Major League Baseball would come out and be like, no, you're going to have to at least be six feet apart. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, if they're making the players because do that, they yeah. sure as hell need to do that with the fans. Because they're wanting, you know, they got to be quarantined on road games. Like, 
if you go travel out, say the Cubs go to Milwaukee or something. Right. Obviously, the Cubs organization doesn't want their players around the Milwaukee people, like in the fans. Right. Like, I know the six-foot rule, they say, you know, stay six. It's not guaranteed that you're going no, to No, that's just, not. that's just trying to promote right. social distancing. So, like, I I would love for it to happen. Don't get me wrong. Like, that would be great. I just don't think, like, logistically oh. and what the MLB is wanting to do, that it's a good idea. And yeah. I, I think you're going to get in, like you said, logistically is the perfect word. Does every single fan who comes into attendance at 8,000, are they getting temperature checked? They would have to. Yeah, you know that, I, I mean? think like, that's a given. Are you getting, are you getting swabbed? You know, like what, what's I happening I don't think they get swabbed just because the – I would definitely have to do a, t- definitely yeah. a temperature check. You couldn't just let anybody. But, here's, but here's, it just gets hairy. Here's my thing, it though. It just gets real hairy. Just as a fan watching on TV, because I think we can all bank our chances of going to a game ourselves is pretty minimal. Probably not I – don't, I don't even know if I've even given any thought. Maybe the Florence Y'alls. Yeah, Hold on. There's not 8,000 people at a fucking Reds game on a weeknight. So. This is true. This is true. The, the chance of going to one of those is pretty fucking likely. I was at Jake Arrieta's no-hitter at GABP, and I got a picture on my phone of the attendance, and it was like not even 6,000 fans there that night. I was like, gee. Like you too, and that's it? Yeah, yeah. No, he wasn't there, but yeah. Me and three other people were, were four of those 5,000 people. But uh, I guess, I don't know, something I was thinking about, though. So, really – from an atmosphere standpoint, what's the difference in 8,300 people and nobody? Oh, absolutely. Like, in a huge-ass stadium. Really? I mean, do you think that even changes anything? No, it doesn't. It doesn't make it look any better on TV. It doesn't either. make it look better, but it sounds a little better. I, I guess it's it not does. pure silence. It, it will. I'm not even against them pumping in crowd noise. I'm really not. Oh, hell yeah. Just the, to break the soccer the league silence. It, and it sounds incredible on cool. a broadcast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it sounds perfect. From from a, a normalcy standpoint with broadcast, I like it. But that brings in another point. Did you guys uh, see what the athletics were trying to do? Did not. I did not. So. Oh wait, wait, wait! No, I did. I did. I did. So I did. the Oakland Athletics is given an option to season ticket holders to buy their or to send in a picture and buy their own cardboard cutout. So they're gonna fill in all the lower sections to where their season ticket is with a cardboard cutout, and there's a little more to it. If you buy a cardboard cutout and it happens to get hit by a foul ball, they send you the ball in the mail. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super cool. Yeah. I like, love like it. If you're going to like make something cool out of a shitty situation, yeah. that's, and, that's best case And scenario. I think, honestly, every MLB team should be like, okay, that's a great idea, and we're just going to be straight up honest with you. We're stealing it. Right. Like, okay, that's I'd everyone it. do it. <laughs> like, that, that's pretty damn Could you awesome. imagine being a season ticket holder and watching the live broadcast and watching a foul ball smoke right. the head there off, you are, off like, your cardboard? Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> where the head gets just blown off your cardboard cutout. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I don't see why not. Every team should do it. Not likely to happen, though. What? That your, your cardboard cutout get hit by a, a ball. Probably not likely. For one, most season ticket holders are – Lower bowl. Hey, hey this brings in another aspect. Are they going to send nets all the way down the the foul? Oh, you got to open them up now. They need to get rid of them. Down. If no one's there, just just tear them you down. Tear them we, down. We, we, that's, cardboard that's, that's where I was getting at. The nets go all the way down to the foul poles now on a lot of parks. So. Yeah, you got to get those down. <laughs> so if you want to actually hit the cardboard cutout, take those fuckers out. Uh, yep. Yeah, start. Yeah, let's make a game out of this shit. I'm gonna put my like if I had one, I would put mine like definitely out in the outfield and just like. Hopefully it's just murdered by some home run. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then as a player, you're like, 
I'm hitting that motherfucker. I'm going to hit that bitch. <laughs> right there. I'm hit that. I will say that's more likely than anybody hitting that Toyota at GABP. <laughs> or I the red yeah. seat at Fenway. I think it's been there like 20 years and it's the not Cubs been hit. put Addison Russell's wife at. Oh, <laughs> got him. Sheesh. Uh, hey, is that, not is that truck? Uh, violence. I just like making really shit. Did they trucks. update the year? Like, did they get a new truck every year? Or you like yeah, you yeah, hit it's it, always you get a, a 2012 new, Toyota. It's always a new truck. <laughs> no, it's always it's always that model year. Okay. That would have been funny, right? There's, Congratulations. Well, they don't actually hit the truck. It's a sign, sign, right? Oh, it's well, a and sign. if you hit the truck too, it still counts. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> never happened. Actually, they gave one away last year because they got tired of it sitting well, up Winker, there. <laughs> Winker's ball crossed like just underneath of it or over it or something, like where the sign was at, so I think they I think I remember seeing that. Yeah, it's just like the red seat at Fenway. Yeah. The classic red seat. That, yeah. That's the one totally that, fake. Is that the one they claim? Ted. Yeah, Teddy hit, and then Teddy they claim game. it's bullshit. Yeah, But even David Ortiz has come out, and he's like, dude, I've hit some shots out of there, and I've not even come fucking close to he, that. David said that, or maybe, maybe David didn't say it, but someone did have a story about it. Don't know which one. That he was literally in BP once. Like, he told everyone, he was like, all right. I'm going to try to hit this in BP. And like, so the BP pitcher was actually giving him some heat right. to try to, you know, get it out there and he couldn't do it. So impossible. I mean, it's Teddy a ball games, it's a fake, just like Babe Ruth. It, it adds, it adds to the legend, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, Babe Ruth called shot or just his whole career. No, he's a fictional character. Everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> the babe. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Blake, you brought this up to me and it was really cool. And so since it was your idea, I'm going to let you run with it here uh, of the segment that you brought us. Yeah. So I was on Twitter the other night and I kind of got wrapped up in a discussion with some other baseball fans. And it was about players that could have had a Hall of Fame career if it wasn't derailed by injuries. So you're thinking of just insane players that just kept getting hurt. It just couldn't happen. And I'm going to – I know the most obvious pick, I'm going to leave that one to Taylor, in my opinion, but I'm going to go with oh, yeah. a couple Wait, should we should we rock, paper, scissors it? Nah, you can go with it. I got some stats broke down on him if you don't have them, so I'll let you go and I'll maybe add to it. So he's going to go one at a time? Yeah, we'll go one for one. Uh, you want to give me the first one? Yeah, Taylor, go ahead and start it because we'll just knock that one out. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Red Sox legend. Um Honestly, there was a time there when he was playing with the Red Sox that there was an honest case that uh, he was better than Derek Jeter. Yeah. And maybe not even a case. Maybe it's just a simple fact. And if you look at some stats, you will find him better than Jeter in a lot of them. Yeah. Um, And that is my guy, Nomar Garcia-Para, shortstop for the Red Sox. Um, If he doesn't run into his injury battles, I absolutely think you're probably looking first ballot without a doubt honestly yeah, like that might he's on my list he yeah. he probably i don't know yankees fans don't hear this but if nomar would have stayed healthy that might have killed the whole jeter legend yeah like the legend of jeter they, yeah. honestly it would have gave him both that because could you imagine the two best shortstops in baseball rivaling it out all oh, those yeah. years like yeah. and I, you, you said you did have some stats i have some as well yeah go for it if you hear something that i don't say rattle it off um, but Garcia Parra won the AL Rookie of the Year award in 1997. He racked up 209 hits. Uh, that was the first of four consecutive seasons in which Garcia Parra was worth at least, get this, 
6.6 war. And he earned back-to-back batting titles in 99 and 2000 by slashing an absurd 365, 426, 601 over those two seasons. Uh, And then he ran into the wrist problem in 01, accounting for two of his 14 career stints on the injured list. Um, And he did end up, you know, with the Dodgers and with the Cubs, and that was just kind of like an afterthought. Right. Um, But his prime was with the Red Sox, and Nomar was the reason that the umpires would tell me to get in the box and quit redoing my gloves, man. (laughs) Like he was just, uh, he's a legend. The stats are there probably better than Jeter, but no one remembers that because he didn't have the longevity that Jeter had. Right. A little bit more. I went in like just his first four seasons, which was the absolute best he had. He averaged 198 hits a season, 110 runs scored, and 105 RBIs. That, that was his averages amongst those four years. And then those two, two years you talked about in 99 and 2000 when he won right. the two batting titles, his individual batting averages that year were 357 and 372. Incredible. Like anytime you see a player hit 350, I mean, they're basically in the talks of, of is he going to hit 400? Like all year long. Right, yeah. Like it, that's how big of a deal that is. No, it, it insane. Insane early start to his career that, might not ever be duplicated, honestly. Yeah, I have doubts. Ethan, you want the next one? Sure, I'll take one. Uh, this guy was a two-sport player. I'm going to go out. We're going with Bo? No, no, Bo Jackson. Yeah, Hell he yeah. Made the, uh, definitely a Hall of Fame baseball player. I mean, just I mean, we got a sample size, obviously, because definitely his career got cut short. Uh, eight seasons is what he played in baseball, which – I mean, eight NFL seasons, that's pretty hefty workload. But Yeah, that definitely is. It's like, um, dude, the NFL average is like, what, like four years? Yeah. So I then, think it's almost damn near three baseball, now. Like if, he, yeah. if he just played baseball, like he could have probably played for, hell, 25 years. I, I, think, I think injury and if he just focused on baseball, you're absolutely correct. Right. So, I mean, just in those eight seasons, he had a war of 8.3, uh, had 141 home runs. His average really wasn't great. I mean, his average was 250. But in eight seasons, he averaged 33 home runs a, a season, uh, averaged 97 RBIs, 19 stolen bases. Uh, I mean, we'll get back into some of these. Like his on-base percentage uh, average was 309, slugging percentage of 474. Def- like, yeah. Yeah, and he accomplished all that while focusing on two sports. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. And then what? Then the hip injury, was that was on the football field, right? Yeah. But then well, I, I would definitely say hip injury has got to be – yeah. Football related, no doubt. So, but, but he did, came back and played a season after that. Yeah, I feel like he re-aggravated it and or something. Just it, didn't have it, so right? He, so yeah, Bo didn't play football. He would, yeah, I could see that he would be a Hall of Fame baseball player. All right, next for me, I'm just gonna knock the obvious one out of the way. My boy Kerry Wood. Yeah, I, I preach him up a lot. Absolutely. <clears throat> so his rookie season alone in '98. That's the same year he had his 20 strikeout game. He went. He had a 13 and six record, a 3.40 ERA. And here's the insane number, 233 strikeouts in 166 innings pitched. He won Rookie of the Year in 98, and then he ended up having Tommy John surgery in 99, and he wound up on the disabled list 14 times in his 14-year career. There was so much potential there to have a huge career, and just the guy couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, and he was – I mean, you go back to the 20 
strikeout game, um, and just the stuff was there. I mean, he just was, pure dominance. Like watching him, you know, I, I did get to see a lot of Kerry Wood because of the regional, you know, Reds broadcast and right. stuff, and like. Kerry Wood was a different animal. And he actually he really went on was. to be a decent closer for a lot of years. Yeah. They pretty much had to limit his throwing just because he kept getting hurt so much. Yeah. And I, I do. Yeah. I, I think you're absolutely spot on with that. Who you got next? Uh, next, I, I think this might be a pretty obvious one, too. I hope I'm not taking all the obvious ones. No, I think you're good. Uh, but I, I've got to give it to David Wright. Yeah, third yeah, baseman, New York Mets. Yep. Um, over his first ten seasons through 2013, uh, Wright batted 301, 382, 506, um, and averaged 22 homers, 88 RBIs, and 18 steals per year. I think that's kind of what people forget about. The dude could move a little bit, right? <laughs> and give you he could be a problem on the base and, on the base pass. And he played a damn good hot corner at third base. Oh yeah, one of the best fielding third basemen there was in the league. Right, absolutely. Um, you know, but everything changed when Wright sustained a stress fracture stress fracture in his back in 2011, and spent about two months on the injured list. Um, but I mean, I know his he had a 47.2 career WAR, put him in the top ten of all time for third baseman through their age 30 season ahead of the likes of Adrian Beltre and hall of famer Chipper Jones. Damn. Yeah. And Adrian Beltre, he'll be a hall of famer without a doubt. I, I think Beltre is a hall of famer too. He's got 3000 hits. He's in. So, I mean, it, I, who knows? Maybe David Wright slips in. I got an honorable yeah. mention. I want to give that. I'm not sure. The, that'll back up your point. I'll get to that here. In a but bit. I mean, if he does not make it, I think he's an absolute would have been. Definitely one of the best to not make it. Yeah. We got Ethan. Um, this one's kind of like up in the air because I, I he did play long enough to probably make the Hall of Fame, but just his the end of his career was just got really nasty. Uh, I have to go with Eric Davis, old Eric the Red. Yeah, was on my list as well. I, I, I come across him, but I figured you might pick him up. Uh, I mean, just his—he was insane. Like, just a great player. Um, like it says right here. Well, after like he got diagnosed with cancer in like '97, and then missed that whole season and came back. Uh, then, and when he came back, he he batted .327, uh, hitting 28 home runs, and he had a 30 30 game hit streak. That was after coming back with cancer? Yeah. And then after that, he just kind of fell apart. Right. But, I mean, just like career stat-wise, I mean, he's – I'll have to pull some up real quick. But, I mean, he's just got insane numbers. And, like, when he played for the Reds, I like, it was crazy. Um, I was actually watching a thing today. He uh, came in – on a, uh, it was an extra inning game. They were playing the Mets. <laughs> and Pete Rose singles the lead off the, the inning. Hey, hold on. I know what you're talking about. Pete Rose was the manager of that team and subbed his own ass in to be a fucking pinch hitter. No, no, no. Wasn't it that game? No, I'm talking. Well, Eric, no. Pete Rose let off, gets a single, and then they take him out and bring in Eric Davis because he had just gotten hit. He couldn't hit because his hand, he got a hit in the hand with a pitch. So they use him for his speed. Well, he's still second base. And then he's standing there for a little bit. And then he, like, steals third and, like, gets up. 
And then when he does, he like he throws his elbow back and hits the, the Mets third baseman. And after that, it was just a fucking brawl. Like the Mets third baseman just right, rears back and hits him in the face. Right. Eric Davis takes it like a champ and then gets ready to like try to beat his ass. And then that's the when the that's back. when was it? Who was the catcher that stepped in and let, uh, let him get fucking? Was it Pudge or no? It was uh, shit. Somebody let him spun him around and he got fucking haymaker. It was it was the Mets uh, catcher. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But that game was the one I was talking about. Was it? Yeah, the Reds were down one. <clears throat> and Pete Rose is a player manager. He's already like old as shit. He goes, you know what, guys? Fuck you guys. I'm going to do it myself. He subs himself in as the pinch hitter. Hits a fucking leadoff rope. Goes to first base. Says, all right, I'm done. Get me out. Eric Davis comes in, steals fucking two bases. That's crazy. That's just straight and then he, savagery. And then they end up knocking him in. He scores, ties the game up, and then the Reds go on to win that game. Like, yeah. John Boy I did a video on that and broke that game down. It's it's a fucking That's bad, incredible. It's a badass video. You so, Eric Davis, I mean, just uh, 282 home runs, which is not like Hall of Fame home run numbers, obviously. Depending on what uh, position you play. He was a center fielder. Yeah, probably not. But, I mean, 931 career RBIs, 349 stolen bases. Uh, but just his the end of his career kind of did him. I think he if he would have had three or four more years being healthy, I think he would have seen – not, not a first ballot guy, but definitely in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like I said, you're going to see a trend here with me. I, uh, I'm biased towards arms. I love a good pitcher. I, I just don't know why they just – they get me. And I'm going to be a little more biased here, but I, it's got to be said. Mark Pryor. In his, age, in his age 22 season, he had 245 strikeouts in 211 innings pitched, went 18-6 and six with a 2.43 ERA. The last game he ever pitched was at his age 25 season. It just – what could have been? I think yeah, that's incredible. the two things that got him was one time he was on first base – there's a dribbler. They're playing the Braves. There's a dribbler going to second. He takes off running, and him and Marcus Giles run into each other, and Pryor blows his elbow out on that. So then he doesn't so much as get back and recover from that, and then I can't remember who they're playing, but some dude hits a shot up the middle, and as he's following through with his pitching rotation, his elbow's in the air, and the line drive goes off the same elbow that he had just rehabbed, and that was basically the end of Mark Pryor. That's some luck. Yeah. Right there. His poor luck. Yeah. Uh, this one that I'm going to roll into a little different maybe than than all of these other players uh, because we're not only talking injuries here because I'm going to throw at you. Well, can I can I call it? Because I kind of have this as an honorable mention. I You might have it. Is it Shoeless Joe? Nope. Oh. I was going to. I had Shoeless Joe. I looked that up okay. too. Are you going drug addiction? We're going with substance abuse. Is this Daryl Strawberry? As well as injuries that derailed a career okay. and that is outfielder josh hamilton okay that is worth uh, mentioning jo- josh um obviously he's not going to have the numbers like we spouted off nomar numbers and you know i gave you david wright numbers um but the reason that josh hamilton might not have those numbers is because he came in the league late um he was drafted had issues came back years later made his you know comeback to baseball he won an mvp award in 2010 leading the al and batting average slugging percentage and ops um he was a power hitter and then it his struggles stuck with him throughout those years and he never recovered mentally 
and then injuries got him too. Yeah. And when you're injured and you have mental issues in terms of substance abuse problems, what are you going to turn to when you're injured and you're down and you're out? Yeah, that's it's when he's simple. It's when he's relapsing. It, it, it's a wreck. Yeah. Um, but just the lightning in the bottle that Josh Hamilton showed, fielding, hitting, base running, the dude literally had everything that you could want out of a major league perennial all-star outfielder. He had it. And he just couldn't get right. And what about that home run derby performance? Oh, I, I honestly <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. He said that. I mean, that was incredible. It That was like, he was like the feel-good story in baseball for a couple years. Oh, yeah. And just to see him, you know, fall off and, and end up where he did end up was just crushing. It really was. But I think it's small sample size, obviously. But if he could have prolonged his career and maybe even start his career when he was supposed to start his career – and those numbers did add up. Because didn't the Reds draft him like 10 years prior to him making the league? Oh, yeah. It was like a, it was a insane. Long time. Yeah, it was insane. But, yeah, I think you give him a full career, and, and Josh Hamilton might have Hall of Fame numbers. I can see that. So I'm going to jump on your pitcher trend. And if okay. I still – There you go. I don't go. know if you're going to have one, if you had another one on your list. My third one was Nomar, but I actually have oh. a couple okay. – like ones out in the left field. I will. Uh, it it kills me to say this because I absolutely cannot stand this guy. But it has to be Chris Carpenter. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. That guy. I mean, I would definitely want to see Johnny Cueto kick him in the face again. But without a doubt. Um, <clears throat> I mean, the guy won sixty percent of his starts. <laughs> that's that's absurd. That yeah. says something. Oh yeah, and it's insane. And you know. He missed – I mean, he had two different injury stints, and the last one really just never really recovered from. And uh, just his days in St. Louis, just when he was on the mound, I would just be like, well, fuck it. I mean, my <laughs> Right. It's, it's, I mean, it's a wrap. <laughs> yep. uh, just go Might out there well and sit fucking – sit back and enjoy the performance. Somebody go up there and just start swinging for the fences because we're not <laughs> fucking touching the guy. Right. Um, he's a dominant pitcher. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spout off two to you because they're kind of like different. One of them actually Shoeless Joe I went with. This, this wasn't an in, I had no more. I was going to put that on there, but I didn't like – because it was an injury that really got No more of, was my right. third, so I went ahead and I added two more that aren't don't necessarily fit the criteria. So Shoeless Joe's the one. Obviously, he got wrapped up in the Black Sox scandal, which ki- killed his career right in, right in its prime. He was a career 356 hitter, which is good for third highest in MLB history. And five times bested an OPS of over a thousand. So like, Chulas Joe was a freak. And then here's another random ass one I have for you. So Sandy Colfax, Sandy Colfax is actually a Hall of Famer, but he didn't really play a lot of time in the league. They named him a Hall of Famer just because of the few years that he dominated the game. Like you were talking about David Wright. Kind of doesn't really have the numbers, right. but the the time that he played, he just killed the game. That was Sandy Colfax, and because of that, all of the players at the time that were that were in the Hall of Fame, they voted him in just because they all played against him. They're like, yeah, the guy was unhittable. There's no reason he should be a Hall of Famer, and he blew his elbow out at age 30. So, just some stats here from 1961 to 1966. Without a doubt, there was no better pitcher in the game. No one even touched him. In those five years, he won 129 games and only lost 47 of them. 
He threw 35 shutouts with four no-hitters in one perfect game. He won five consecutive ERA titles, three Cy Young Awards, and an MVP as a pitcher, and also was MVP runner-up two other times, and then led the NL in strikeouts four times. So persistent elbow pain caused him to retire after 1966 at 30 years old. His career numbers were 165 and 87, so clearly like not Hall of Fame numbers if you're looking at a long career. But he only had an ERA at 2.76, and even in that short span he pitched, he had 2,396 strikeouts. Like, dude was an animal. And then they finally inducted him in the Hall of Fame in 1972. So he's a Hall of Famer, but just – what could have been if he was healthy and didn't have elbow pain? Even more of a I mean, affair. <laughs> yeah, he would be in the Nolan Ryan talks. I right. mean, the dude just dominated. Yeah, that, that's incredible. Um, so, yeah, you know, there's our uh, Hall of Fame careers who got cut short by injury or, you know, substance abuse for me with Josh Hamilton. But uh, it you hate when you see that. Right. Oh, yeah. way. oh, and Joe Jackson, he was a fucking cheater. You uh, you hear that, Astros fans? <laughs> you, hear, you hear what happens to fucking cheaters? But on the cusp of that, it sounds like we, Blake, have to get right into Turner's Trivia. So we kept the Hall of Fame themed on this one because, uh, you know, we tend to do that. Hate to hear that. I don't know much about the Hall of Fame. That I, feel, I didn't. I, I feel confident. I was gonna go. I was gonna go like really, like start getting simple. really in depth about like which player has this number. So oh, like, but so I was not like, well, real simple. <laughs> right. So I kind of simplified it a little bit. So these questions really aren't too bad. Um, three teams have had zero players elected into the Hall of Fame. Now, this means. They could have played for this organization at some point, but they're not. But their team that they went in with. And yes. Okay. So two of those, I'll give you two. I want to try to get you to name the other one. Two of those are the Marlins and the Rockies. Who is the third team? So are we counting the Nats as the Expos? Because the Nats. That's where don't have right. That's where they kind of got into the. Yes. Same so, organization. Yes. So the Rockies and the Marlins do not. So they're two really modern organizations. So that tells me it's got to be another pretty modern organization. I I'm gonna go with the Mariners. That's Blake's guess. Because I don't think Griffey went in as a Mariner, and Ichiro's not in yet, and I don't know any other Mariner that would have made. That. I oh I got mm. this might be. I, I'm gonna recant. I might be. I'm recanting. I recant. Hundred percent. Diamondbacks. Mm. They've only been around since 01, and I don't think Randy Johnson went in as a Diamondback. Um, I could be missing someone, like, obvious. I have no clue. But I feel like – no, wait. And, Blake, to tell you, Griffey did go in as a Mariner. It, Sweet. I couldn't remember if he did or not. All right, uh, Toronto Blue Jays. If we don't get it right, I, I do have another guess, possibly. You're both wrong. Okay. Is it the no. California Angels? Shocker. No. no, it would be the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, new team. Yeah. Didn't even think of that. Okay. That yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Damn. L- Longoria might make it one day. Maybe. I say he might. He, he's got good numbers. Okay. So, leading into kind of this question, um, 
So there's been three teams that have zero players elected. Which team has had the longest drought of a player elected into the Hall of Fame currently? Do you know the years? Uh, Do you know when they were elected? Their first, the last time they yeah. had one. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's. I will say it's a historic franchise. I'll give you a hint. Are we talking more than thirty years? No, I think it's back in the nineties or early two thousands. Okay, that they broke it. They that they had the drought. That, that, no, 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 no. They're they're still oh, in they're a still drought. living in it. Now, but okay. like their last player was elected, like either I think it was early two thousands or like nineties somewhere. Well, I can tell you with utmost confidence that the Cubs' last player to be elected was Greg Maddox, and that's around that time frame. Who's the last Red Sox? That's a phenomenal question. Oh, you know what? I feel like I, I feel like I might. Because I was thinking it might be the Red Sox. <sighs> no, I don't know. Because the Dodgers really come to mind too. I'm trying to think who the last Dodger was. Oh, this one's throwing me for a loop. I wish I knew the year. It'd give me a little better idea. You coming up with the year yet? Looking for it. This doesn't make it. Hold on. Oh, now we're messed up. Oh no, 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 hold on. This no, I'm looking at something different. Because this this list here has given me players that have played for the Phillies that are in the Hall of Fame. So it's the Phillies. Oh yeah, I just gave it away. Hey, it's, it's the, the Phillies. Phillies. <laughs> I'm taking. Hey, it's Ethan, Phillies. I'm taking the Phillies well, for a thousand here. Well, that one we <laughs> fucked that one up. Wow. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Which, we well, got okay. that one right. We'll, I will give you that one by default. All right, give us another one. Okay, so the Yankees with 27, the New York Giants with 20, and the Cardinals with 18 are the top three teams with Hall of Fame inductees. Okay. Which two teams round out the top five? I'm going to go Dodgers. What did you say, Giants, Yankees? And the Cardinals. Giants, Cardinals. Yankees, Cardinals. You got to think old franchises. I know the Cubs actually don't have that many Hall of Famers, so I know they're not in it. Um, I'm going to go Dodgers, and I'm going to go... Dude, is it the Reds? It could be. They, I feel like they got a lot of like. Yeah, I'm going to go, Do- I'm gonna go Dodgers and Reds. They just had like such historic players. Well, yeah, and the big red machine. Right. Mean, that team had like that five or six Hall of Famers on it alone. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say Reds. I'm going Reds and Dodgers. Um, do I have to give you one or do we workshop on that one? It's No, yeah, there's two teams. We just oh, did. I said Dodgers oh, you're gonna, and you're taking I, the That's same what thing? I was asking. Like, are we workshopping this together? That's up to or, you. But if I get, if we both get it wrong, I do if, give us the one we get right, and I want to figure out the next one. Who you got? You want me to give you something different than Dodgers? Sure, why not? That'll knock out another one because I feel like Reds is there. They gotta be. I think so too. Especially if Heine Grill ever gets selected from like 1903. <laughs> um. Good lord. Yankees, Giants, Cardinals, Reds. 
Yikes. I can't like I'm blanking. Right, I might, I, yeah, I just just Dodgers. All right, what you got? Dodgers Reds there. So you want me to give you the one that you got right? Yeah. You didn't get any of them right. Really? <laughs> I <Yeah>. was. <laughs> I was I confident. For sure, Reds. Mother of God. I thought for sure Reds. Or no. Dodgers, most Hall of Fame. Um, Damn, who whose ass are they sucking here? Uh, I think the Reds only have like eleven. Damn, so we're talking a lot of Hall of Famers. Uh, God, it's not the Red Sox, mother. is it? Nope. No. Yeah, I didn't I think so. <sighs> Son of a bitch. Don't, don't, don't. don't. I, I have nothing for you. I have... I'm trying to make divisions in my head. Uh, I'm going to go Tigers. And I'm going to go... White Sox. I'm going to go two in the same division. Oh, you got the division, right? Twins? No. <laughs> All right. Is it, the, is it the White Sox? Or no. is it either of those teams? No. It can't be the Royals. It's not the Royals. There's one other team you're missing, and they're pretty fucking historic. She, the uh, Indians. I see, yes. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Well, well, who's the other one? We're still one shot. Well, you done fucked up at the beginning by thinking your own team didn't have that many fucking oh, players in there. Yeah, they got 14, and the Indians have 13. Hmm. Oh, Cubs, Indians. Wow. 2016 World Series matchup right there. Yep. All right. Sorry, Cubbies. Whoops. I didn't realize we had that many. Boom, boom, boom. We suck. We'll get better at this <laughs> one day. Baseball's just so vast. Dude, yes. There's it's not a new league and whatsoever. That's pretty like basic question. Like you can go so in depth. Like who the fuck has the highest batting average on a Tuesday in a night game? <laughs> like Yeah, I mean that's there's just, shit like that out there. Couldn't tell you. Well, let's do a seamless transition into this week in baseball. All right, it's July 1st. What is July 1st, everybody, in the baseball world? Drum roll, please. Y'all Ethan? What? You know what day July 1st is? Nudie Magazine Day. Um, Close. Well, it's Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. It is Bobby Vanilla Day. Day. Bobby Vanilla. 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 Vanilla as vanilla. The vanilla. Manila. He's my vanilla. <laughs> the thriller in vanilla. Now, it's Bobby Bonilla Day. So, every July 1st from 2011 to 2035, Bobby Bonilla receives a $1.19 million check from the New York Mets. In 2000, the Mets agreed to buy out the remaining $5.9 million on Benia's contract. The Mets agreed to make annual payments of $1.19 million starting July 1st, 2011, including a negotiated 8% interest. Benia will end up cashing out with $28.56 million before added interest at the age of 72. So, to give you an idea of that, so there's... Bobby Benilla is not the only player that's true had deferred payments. True. Red Sox, Manny Ramirez. Another one for you is uh, Bobby Benilla. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a second deferred payment with the Mets and Orioles that pay him $500,000 additionally a year for 25 years. The payments began in 2004. So wonderful. So he has two deferred payments that's going to pay him bank for a long time. So wonderful. Then, Don't the Cubs have one with Soriano? 
They did. They paid that. Is out. it out now? Yeah. Out. I think Manny is like 2024. He's 2026. I 2026. Yeah, Manny will collect 24.2 million dollars total from the Sox through 2026. I'm sure the Reds have some dumb shit in there. They somewhere. actually Griffey was one. Yeah, but, I thought but he was, he's, but he's, he's done. Paid out. He's been yeah. paid out. So. Brett, Actually, I don't know. We don't keep players long enough for him to have fucking cool contracts <laughs> like true. that. Well, dude, and these are some extended ones. Like Brett Saberhagen, he'll receive. This is also from the Mets. Hoobity wubbity. Yeah. So he receives two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year from the Mets again for twenty five years. Well, no wonder they can't get fucking good. <laughs> the payments began in 04 and this was actually inspired by the Bobby Bonilla deal. They they liked it they, so much. They wanted to do it again. Like, hey, instead of paying Bobby Bonilla five million dollars, let's pay him twenty eight. You know. <laughs> so then, uh, here's a like a current player, Max Scherzer. He'll receive one point five million dollars total from the Nats that will be paid out through two thousand twenty eight. Uh, Bruce Suter, he signed a contract with the Braves before nineteen eighty five with deferred money. He was to be paid seven hundred fifty thousand dollars per year while he played with the Braves, and then for thirty years after he retired, he'd receive of at least one point one two million dollars per year. The Braves will be paying him through the 2020 season, so he's finally going to be paid his last payment this year. To give you an idea of like what that compares to to players' salaries today with the shortened season, so Dansby Swanson, the shortstop for the Braves, he was a good set, player. He was set to make 3.15 million before the prorated salary. Well, now he's going to make 1.15 million. So he's basically making the same that Bobby Bonilla has been making yeah. for twenty fucking years. What was the stat? Didn't they just they said Prince Fielder also has deferred money right now? I think yeah. he does. Yeah, yeah Prince Fielder is the highest paid player in the yes. twenty twenty season. He's gonna be the highest paid player <laughs> in the season <laughs> this year. And then uh, Kenta Maeda, he'll only make one point one five million this year. Byron Buxton one point one million. Your boy Taylor Mitch Moreland, uh, one point one million. Uh, Michael Walker, 1.1 million. Hunter Pence, 1.1 million. And then players that are going to make even less than that, uh, Luke Jackson is only going to make 675,000. Your new reliever, Turner, is uh, Pedro Strope. Pedro Strope. He'll make $675,000. And Tony Walters will make $703,000. So, so Benia's up there, man. Like, yeah. he's almost Prince Fielder. He might be the highest yeah, paid player he, in baseball. Yeah, he's very well high paid in 2020. <laughs> I love it so much. It's a great day in baseball. You yeah. Know, we're going to have to. Hey, Roller. Uh, we're going to need some deferred payments. We're going to need some deferred payments after this. We, get, we hang this podcast up. Yeah. Right. You know what a deferred amount of $0 over 30 years is? Uh, hey, I'm, I'll take a case of Bush Light every Monday. Uh, I could do that. Yeah, I could dig that. Yeah, yeah. I'm down with. That. I'll, I'll settle for that. Is a case of beer a week? Yeah, yeah. I could do that. I I'm like dead. that. That'd be my deferred payment. <laughs> I agree. So, what do you save? Think about it. You really would. <laughs> Thirty bucks a week. <laughs> I, I would save a lot of money if I didn't have to buy beer every week. That, that even like saves so a bar accurate. trip too. Like, hey, do I want to go to the bar? Nah, I can just sit at home and drink my case of beer here. Absolutely. Why well, wouldn't you? Yeah, and then every July 1st, you can drink a case of beer and cheers to Bobby Benanda. <laughs> so, fellas, let's say, um, you know, you hit a shot out of the box, right? You round first because it's a no-brainer. It's extra bases. And you get to second, and you're like, damn, we're still rolling. Like, we, we're good. We know we can stretch third. 
Now you're you're heading a third, and they make a pretty good play in the outfield. Got a pretty strong arm, and you're coming. You're about midway, and you see your third base coach. You take a look at your third base coach, and that ball's coming. What's he telling you to do? Telling you to go swimming in the dirt. He's safe. Oh yeah, just like our boy Pete Rose. Sliding, sliding those DMs. DMs. Let's go. Bet. Hey, go ahead. I just said bet. Oh, bet. Uh, we got to give a quick shout out to the bullpen members. Dude, they're killing it. Excellent, excellent week this week. Hall of Fame performance. Since yeah, we're on the not, Hall of Fame. And it's not even just quantity. It's quality. Like, there oh, are absolutely. some damn good questions this week. They murdered it this week. Sliding in the DMs was on point. Um, we have three questions. First question is from bullpen member Will on Twitter. Oh, and shout out Will. Will made our new logo. Yeah, so if you see that ball in the logo, game. shout out to Will Pruitt Design. Yes, sir. He will uh, fix you up. Yes, uh, incredible logo. We love it. Uh, so thankful you're doing that for us. Um, and he asked, the East, West, and Central divisions seem to be completely separated for the shortened season, which he is correct. If you were to pick one team to root for, and one to root against from the two divisional groups that your team is not from, which teams would they be and why? Uh, I'll go ahead and start it. Uh, I It wasn't very hard for me, to be completely honest I mean, with I you. Mean, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, obviously, my team's in the uh, AL East, so I'm going to pick from the Central and the West. Um, the teams that I'm going to root for, um, obviously, I'm going to keep it local. I always support the Reds, want them to do well. Honestly, they have a shot at it this Let's year. Let's go. I really hope they do well. That would be awesome for baseball. Baseball's better when the Reds are better. Simple as that. Yep. Um, and then, honestly, <laughs> this is so mean to me because, like, they're not even a rival of me, but they are our sons. And there's just something about watching the Cardinals lose. <laughs> Facts. I don't know. Like, <laughs> and I, like it, it should be coming from you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Yep. Uh, but you know, when they're your children and you've brought them up, you know, throughout this world and, you know, beat them a hundred times to make them worth the shit and they're still not worth the shit and you're disappointed in them. Um, there's just something really nice about watching the Cardinals lose. And I'm sorry, Cardinal fans, but I enjoy You're just it. not liked around these parts. No. <laughs> no. No. Um, and then my West teams, um, the team that I root for out of the West, probably the Oakland A's. Uh, I just always respect the Oakland A's. Yeah. They always put competitive teams together on the lowest budget in baseball. Yeah. And obviously they don't keep those players and they don't pay those players, which is unfortunate, uh, which is why they'll probably – never get over the hump right but it's just always cool to see the a's on a low budget being competitive you know making wild cards and and playing good baseball respect the hell out of them and then of course i think we can all chime in here for the west oh yeah i know where you're going fuck the astros <laughs> yep fuck the astros fuck, fuck the astros dirty ass cheaters you done son and don't don't think we've forgotten oh we haven't don't think we have forgotten. The balls are going to still be coming at your head. Don't worry. Those uh, those cardboard cutouts are still going to let you know you're a bunch of cheating motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, my. I, I just hate them. But I want to throw in uh, another team here. 
and this is this is pretty personal because to be honest with you anywhere that that fuck Manny Machado goes <laughs> I will hate for the rest of time so I'm sorry Padres if we got any Padres fans listen to this podcast I hate you I hope you win zero games hope you go zero and 60 because fuck Manny Machado I do like Will Myers though I do like him and it's so unfortunate I have to hate him almost had him almost had him still might yep <laughs> we got Ethan uh so obviously my team being in the central, I have to go east and west. It was pretty that's a no brainer, pretty much all around. Uh I'll start in the the east. Um I've always liked the Red Sox. Hell yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't have hated you if you went Blue Jays because that's a fun young team. But yeah, thank you. but it's just I like watching, you know, just like when you said, like with baseball's good when the Reds are good. Baseball's good when, you know, the Red Sox are just like thumping people and you know those historic teams. It's just fun to like watch them because you know they they get it, they all started the whole thing. Um, yeah, it, it's like college football. You know when Texas is good, it yeah. just feels good. Yeah, <laughs> they're never gonna be good again. But you know, so, and then obviously fuck the Yankees. So absolutely, they, they I'm done with them. Been done with them since had been. Yeah, <laughs> it just I don't I don't care for them. I hope they fucking lose every game. And Dead apparently, twenty-seven. Apparently, somehow Giancarlo Stanton still fucking hurt. Oh my god! Is he god. really? Yeah, still an issue. His well, sprained ankle. Brian Cashman had to come out and say he was hopeful that Aaron Judge would be ready. What you been doing, Aaron? <laughs> I, I fucking told you last week that people are gonna be lazy as fuck and not rehabbing their injuries. <laughs> Jesus, dude, you've had months. Um, so I'll jump out west. The team that uh, that I would. Obviously, like to see succeed just because he's the fucking greatest player in the game right now. Would be the Angels. Oh, there you go. Yeah, good but point. Because, I mean, I fucking hate the Dodgers, which they're not my team. Well, obviously, like the Dodgers and the fucking Astros are the teams that I don't want to succeed out west. Right, agreed. And so I would definitely. I would just want to see. I want to see fucking Mike Trout in the playoffs. That's like I. I haven't been able. to Baseball watch that. needs that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're correct. This might be the year we get it too. Maybe. He's got a veteran uh, manager helping him out. Yeah, Mr. Joe Madden. <laughs> those those are my teams there. And they got uh, Rendon. Oh, yeah. Rendon's going to help a lot. Yeah. Help a lot. Otani's back. Help yeah, him. and Otani. Yeah, A's or A's. Angels, they, they should be competitive. So we don't have to go opposite league, right? Just East or West, NL, AL, doesn't fucking matter. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Okay. Right. So start with the East. I'm uh, kind of like the Braves, man. Chip Roy's made me dig the Braves. Yeah, yeah. I like it when they're good. Don't hate the, it. Oh, shout out Leach. Yeah, yeah. Our buddy Ethan Leach, big Braves fan. And then the team I dislike, dead at 27, the New York Yankees. Put them in the grave. Fuck them. So then back west, I'm gonna jump on the Taylor train here, and I'm gonna go with the Athletics. I, I like the A's. I like when they're competitive. I like it when Billy Bean. Picks the, he does the whole sabermetrics, Bill James yeah. type shit, and puts like, a, puts a good roster I, together. I'm sure, oh, we yeah. can all agree. Like we always like never hated the A's, and then we watched fucking Moneyball, and then fucking and you're like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, we love the like, A's. Damn. Hell yeah, that fucking Jason Giambi, fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I guess no, it yeah. was Jeremy Giambi, but yeah, it was Jeremy. either way, fucking badass. No, yeah, no, I just it, they just make you feel good. They do, yeah. And then, uh, but I hate that fucking stadium. Yeah, that stadium. I sucks. think they do too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And then the team I don't like, those goddamn cheating Houston Astros. Fuck them. Fuck them. Not F-U-C. This is a definitely like yeah. a, a, a straight f- fuck. A fuck, fuck you, dude. <laughs> and then, second question from recent bullpen member. Goes by the name of Bryce, a.k.a. Big Dad. Big Dad? Yeah. It self-proclaimed oh. <laughs> nickname, Big Dad. <laughs> I dig but it. it, uh, it that, that was a nickname from, uh, let's call it his college let's years. Call him, let's call him Big Daddy Bryce. Yeah, Big Daddy Bryce. Bullpen member, Big Daddy Bryce. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a college nickname. We won't get into too many details, but funny, yeah. funny things. Funny I've, things. I've been called Daddy before, too. It's okay. <laughs> um, and he asked... If you had one video game at bat to go Yabo with that game's cover athlete for a chance to win a lifetime supply of Bush lattes, which athlete slash game would you choose? And he gives us options. A-Rod, Slugfest 2003 on PS2. Sammy Sosa on Sammy Sosa Softball Slam, PlayStation 1. Manny Ramirez, MVP Baseball 2005, PlayStation 2. Or Cal Ripken Jr. Backyard Baseball 2001 on the classic PC. Now those are nostalgic as fuck. Oh man. yeah, uh, this brought back so many That's memories. That's my childhood. Uh, right here. Just thinking about it, uh, and I played a lot of these games with Bryce. Grew up with the dude, so that was kind of cool to think about. Um, but this is an interesting question here because it's not only about the cover athlete, right? He's not asking which cover athlete do you think can just hit a bomb. You have to like think about it's asking you in what video game you could take a cover athlete with, right, and hit a bomb. So I'm like, taking it as the of those options. You need to pick one of those, right? But it's just interesting to think about. Like, there's, you know, it's not just the player, right? It's about the video game. Oh how yeah, because good they, you were, right? Because they're biased towards the cover athlete, in right? Each game. So, um, I'll go ahead and start her off, and. I just remember out of all these games, like the time frame it was in, think about it, in like 2005, that was like video game galore yeah. for my childhood. That's when you got good at video games. Yeah, I think so. And obviously, you know, Manny, Manny's Manny, he's a Red Sox player, all that bullshit. But still, like, I was just really good at this game. I was really good at MVP Baseball 05. I mean, just simple as that. And then you add to the fact that it's Manny Ramirez and hitting bombs, probably just he could do it in his sleep. Uh, give me Manny. Give me MVP baseball 05. I'll take the Bush lattes. Bryce, you can give me the Bush lattes. Because I would. <laughs> if I had one at bat, I'd, I'd go Yabo. So we're sticking to that. those four options, right? We gotta, I did. You don't have to. We don't, so we don't have to. Like it says you got to use the game's cover athlete, so I think yes. Well, I don't know if this game necessarily had a cover athlete, but... I've got to go fucking Pablo Sanchez. <laughs> Backyard <laughs> baseball, baby. I'm fucking cranking one with Pablo. That I motherfucker think, hits cock shots. I think they're all cover athletes, right? Yeah, I think they're Within all in the game. It. They were all on the cover. All yeah. right, well, I'll go with one that's not on this list either then. Because but prior to MVP Baseball 2005, the game I'll always remember was MVP Baseball 2004 that had Albert Pujols on the cover. Mm. I'm taking Pujols, hitting a cock shot, going Yabo. Give me the lattes. Now, if you had to pick from that list, from that list, I would go. Manny. I would go Sammy. I'm, I'm biased. Part of me says that I say Manny. Yeah, 
I mean, I, that, I I just thought about it like when you were playing video games. Like, 05 was like, that's when you're deep into video games, man. Yeah. Like, middle school life and all that. Uh, that that's kind of where I was coming from on that. And then uh, we have a third question. And this one's loaded. Uh, I, I got to be honest. Bullpen member Adam Lane brought it. Yes, yeah, question. <laughs> it's insane. a badass question. Absolutely brought it. It's a three-parter, so bear with us here. Um, and we'll go step by step. His first question, if you could choose one player to be alive to witness their entire career, who would it be and why? And he says that he would go Bob Gibson for sure. Um, it, here's my choice. Um, obviously, I was an outfielder myself. Um, I have to go the say hey kid, Willie Mays. Yeah. Um, I like that. Just an absolute legend of the game, but he was a he was a player that I think personally was incredibly ahead of his time. Yeah. Um he like he could literally do it all. He had A plus fielding. He was power, contact, he stole bases. Um he would have been one of those players that I looked up to if I could have watched him. I mean, I I knew history of baseball. I did look up to him cuz he was so historic, but like to really look up to someone as a player, that would have been my guy if I could actually like seen him play and the the, the catches, right? Yeah. The the greatest catches, catch of all time, running arguably backwards in the world the basket. Series. I mean, it just just what he did um, historically as a player. And if I could have watched that with my own eyes, it would have been unforgettable. Yeah, uh, imagine absolutely. seeing that catch in the World Series. Right, like seeing it in HD right now. Right. Oh my God! <laughs> Fun yeah. fact about him: Willie Mays, say hey, kid. So, you know, he was kind of in the same era of Mickey Mantle. Yeah, and everybody always talks about Mickey Mantle being the greatest player of all time. If you look up Willie Mays' stats, he was actually a much better ball player. I would definitely take Willie than Mays. Mickey Mantle. But definitely. the whole legend with his Mickey Mantle's issues and injuries and playing for the right. Yankees just. Made his lore just grow. The Yankee mystique. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll, I'll just grab the cliche one and say Babe Ruth. Ugh. The fictional I, character? I, I dig yeah. it. I, mean, I thought for sure you were going Pete Rose. I mean, you imagine well, his drunk ass Okay, stump? but he said the question states if they were alive. Like, Pete Rose is still alive, so I can't necessarily say. I still watch his highlights. It's like, it's hard to see any Babe Ruth highlights. There's not very many. Well, either I read it wrong. Or, I thought they were just saying, if you could choose one player to be alive to witness their entire career, or just me being alive during yeah, I think their it's career, you, you alive during their career. I think it's well, then you. I was gonna go definitely Pete Rose on that. Yeah, one. you alive during their, their career. Oh, definitely Pete yeah. Rose. For I don't sure. know. Though. I like the Babe Ruth answer, though. but I would do Babe Ruth. Could like, you imagine you know. his hungover slash? I mean, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do Babe Ruth. <laughs> But I was stumbling to the plate with a uh, with a big old fucking cigar in his mouth, and he just hits a fucking yeah. Just that would be funny. That would be cool. No. So, I mean, yeah, either one. Babe really. Ruth, Pete Rose. Yeah, for sure. So, like I said, I'm biased towards pitchers. So, I'm going to Satchel Page. Ooh. So, for one, he kind of got fucked by having to play in the Negro Leagues almost his whole career. He didn't even – he's the oldest rookie to make his debut ever. He was over 50 years old when he made oh his MLB debut. Over 50? Yeah, I think he was I think he was 50. Oh, my God. Um. And, you know, every player that ever played against him has always talked like he was just pumping gas. They, they said he, he was the fastest, hardest thrower they'd ever seen. 
and the dude was just a freak in you know, there was no radar guns and poor video quality back then. So you right. know, there's, base, <laughs> there's very little to tell how video good proof, he was. Yeah. So I would have loved to go back and watch him play. Yeah. And then my biased honorable mention, because I'm going to throw an honorable mention out there. My man, Mr. Cub, Ernie Banks. Yeah. I, I think if I had to do an honorable mention, because I was really, I was really considering a Red Sox player here. Didn't go with one. But Yaz, Carl Yastrzemski. Yeah. I mean, he go back and see his triple crown year. Yeah, I just he's a legend, legend of the game. Simple as that. Um, and then Adam also asked. Remember, this is a three parter, so bear with us here. Yeah, hold on a second. Oh, I had a fact got. check. I was way off. Satchel Paige become the oldest man to debut in MLB game at the age of forty-two in two days. But either way, that's still pretty. He's damn still old. like a lot of guys are out <laughs> of the game by then. Right. So go ahead. Absolutely. Uh, his second question. As the 643 podcast, who on the show is the six, the four, and the three? Now, you can take this a couple different ways. I took it literal baseball sense. Like That's where we, I went. Yeah. If we were to be on a team. I think we almost can all say the same. I think we all have the same answer. I'm well, I, I know it, the three is obvious. Yeah, the three's obvious. The three's that's, obvious. That's, the three's Blake obvious. has to be our power Blake, hitting first base. Yeah, it has to <laughs> You be. literally cannot have arms that big and play shortstop in second base. Watch <laughs> me. <laughs> you you, you got to be over there cock dieseled at first base. Yep. Like, what? Uh, what's his name? Eric Thames? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. Goes to Japan and comes back fucking jacked. That, that's you. You got to be our, our jacked up power hitting first baseman. And then, you know, I said, Ethan, you know, obviously – I'll let you go after this, but I feel like you and I are pretty interchangeable at the shortstop too. Uh, but then I did say I might give me a slight nod at the shortstop position for fielding range. That's exactly what I was going to say. Look at us. Are we on the same page? Here? I, was, I was looking at like, uh, I was thinking about like, who do I compare to that plays second base in the MLB? Moose. The moose. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, it would, I, that was my whole thing. I was going to put you as short, me in second, and Renfro at first. Yeah. I mean, you would I you say otherwise? Yeah, I got the same. <laughs> I was already thinking that. Yeah. So uh, I'd, I'd field her nice and pretty. I'd give you a little a little shovel. A little shovel. I'm not going to do nothing fancy. I'm going to stand on a bag and fucking <laughs> throw it to first. And then Blake would catch her, 6-4-3. You're done, son. That's right. If anybody tries to shoulder check me, sit the fuck down. <laughs> now, this one, guys, this is a... Six four three podcast first. Never happened. Ever. Uh oh. Ever. Ever. We have a bullpen member throwing a screwball. Let's go. A screwball pitch I'm from hyped. a bullpen. All right. He says a screwball that has been a long debate at work. Which is the superior dessert? Cake or pie? Does anyone want to take a stab? Yeah, I'll go. Go oh, ahead, Ethan. Go ahead. It's fucking pie all day. Uh, yeah, we're from the South. Pie. It's fucking pie. If you say cake, fuck you. And I'll go even <laughs> one better than that and say fuck pie. It's a goddamn cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> or if we're talking baseball, fucking apple pie. Damn. Give Nothing me, more American. Give me a peach cobbler with that some homemade good. ice cream and call it fucking done. Wow. You can take your birthday cake, your fucking strawberry shortcakes, <laughs> your fucking angel food cakes, and shove them straight up your ass because we don't eat that shit down here. It's fucking pies and cobblers. <laughs> Damn. I must not be from the South. Because I was, I was going to go cake. Oh. It, 
to me, it's just so damn versatile. You, you can do like so many different things with cakes you and fucking, like different flavors what? with cakes. You can do what with it? Well, <laughs> you got have a ice, fucking birthday. I mean, when else you can have fucking cake? Ice cream cakes, cheesecakes. Whoa, 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 Oh yeah, I know what you're so, thinking. I know I'm, what you're thinking. I'm not so sure those are cakes. Uh, but just so many different ways you can do a cake, and just with pie, it's like I don't know. You you just can't like. It's like the same shit. Pumpkin pie. It's the same shit. Like pecan pie, blackberry pie. Like, yeah, come on. You know what? It follows the R- same theme. Fucking rhubarb pie. Rhubarb pie. pie the Let's greatest go. pie ever. Yeah. I'm Ethan's not a big grandma, pie shout out, makes the greatest out, fucking rhubarb pie I've ever had in my life. I'm not a big pie fan. But so, you, know, like, you, know, you know what I do when people show up my house? Hey, Blake, I baked you a cake. Derby pie? I throw it in the fucking garbage can. But you know what? Like, I'm not a big cake person either. I've you never been a big honest. cake Do you like guy. pie? Not really. Be honest, I, I'm not a big. I'm actually not a real big dessert fan. guy, but yeah. if I go to Grandma's house and she made me a fresh blackberry cobbler, I'm fucking eating it. Now, he did throw another one in. It's like screwball times two. He threw it back to back, right? And still missed it. He says, "Let me get her up here." Also, is cheesecake a cake or pie? Which obviously we just said that. Let the debate begin. Keep killing the game, fellas, and happy fourth. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. Um, Appreciate it, Adam. Good questions. It's it's I obviously <sighs> already said it. Like hey, cake, cheesecake. It's a cake. Is a cake to me. <sighs> it's. Now, I feel like it follows the theme to, of a pie. Okay, but it's called a cake. True. Do you want my? Uh, do you want my qualifier? Sure. What is? Okay. It? One of my main qualifiers for a pie, and I know this can get a little hairy too. But one of my main qualifiers for a pie is you got to bake that bitch. You got to bake a pie. You got to bake, bake a cake. cake. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah. So fuck that qualifier. Whoops. <laughs> write that one the fuck off. I'm pretty sure you bake cheesecake too. No, no there, you don't. there's no ba- you do both. There's yeah. no baked cheesecake and there's baked cheesecake. Well, I like the cold nose, no bake with like the cherry, like the top. no bake yeah. cheesecake. I I just consider it a cake, because like I was thinking, it's, hey, it's, hey, it's hey, in the hey, fucking hey, name. Hey, so but I mean, here here's my here's what I got for you. What do you put when you make your cheesecake filling? What do you put it on? Graham cracker crust. Uh yeah, you put it on a fucking. It's basically pie filling on a pie crust. You're putting it on a fucking pie crust. It's it's, it's a pie. There is nothing about a cheesecake that makes it a cake. It's a fucking nothing. You don't, you, don't, like you, don't, you don't even put toppings on a cake. You put fucking icing on a cake. You don't go put fruit and shit on a fucking cake. It's a cake pie. I will say though, cake uh, pie, a pie cake. Did we just invent something? <laughs> <laughs> I will say shout out to my wife. Uh, while I was talking, she texted me three times. Said, oh hell yeah! She said cake all the way. Called there me you a, go, Kylie. Called me a liar with like four R's on the end of it and then said, you eat the ones I make, asshole. <laughs> okay, so I guess I will eat my wife's cake, but that's only oh. because she... <laughs> oh, will you? That, that cake, 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 cake. But cake. that's because she hasn't made me any cherry pie yet. She probably don't fucking know how. <laughs> She's my cherry pie. Shout out, Kylie. Still love you. Yes, love you. Thanks for that. <laughs> but no, yeah, um... No, I get what you're saying. It's like pie crust, but like, here, here's what like I you was thinking. You don't put crust on a cake? With like my whole 
cheesecake pie thing where you like bake it, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like there's just that classic, like the pie goes over, the crust goes over everything, and like you bake it and get it all crispy. Not on a pumpkin pie. That's where I was going. Not on a pecan, Not a pecan pie. pie. Not on a rhubarb pie. So is it pumpkin pie a pie? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's called pumpkin pie. <laughs> well, so so it's cheesecake. No, cheesecake it ain't is about called it. fucking cake. <laughs> Cheesecake I mean, I is cake. Fuck it, I'm calling it cheese pie from now on. Y'all can fuck Fucking off. cheese pie. Ooh. <laughs> Who wants a nice cherry cheese pie? To me, a cheese pie sounds fuck like literal... Fuck cheesecake factory. <laughs> literal cheese on pie crust. Yeah. That's what it sounds like I don't know me. about it. Uh-oh. Are we making an appearance? <laughs> no, but seriously, thank you. Uh, those were incredible DMs. We slid right into them head first. Um... And now you guys, they've set the precedent. So do you have a screwball for us too? No. Left oh, to ever screwball in the DMs. Okay. Oh, from all the right. I was looking forward to yours, but I, no. I, good luck topping those. No, that's it, man. That's it. And now, like I said, you know, the DM precedent has been set. Yeah. Like, so we love your questions, but good luck following that up. It's going to be tough. <laughs> good luck following and that up. And anybody that has sent us DMs this week, Keep them coming. Like, we don't care how many times you send us one. Yeah, don't apologize. Don't be like, dude, I'm sorry I'm sliding yeah, the DMs so, yeah. so much. Well, I didn't apologize to all the girls I slid in DMs in college. Right. So it's fine. Yeah, facts. It really is. It's fine. Uh, but obviously, like, subscribe, rate, review, follow. Any final thoughts, Blake? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm excited for the season. It's coming on quick. Uh, cheesecake's a pie. If you disagree with that, fuck you. Um... That's all I got, man. Ethan Turner, any final thoughts? Um, players are reporting to camp this week. Today. 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 July 1st. So that's exciting. Um, I'm just ready. summer for, camp. I'm just ready. <laughs> <laughs> this one time at baseball summer camp, I stuck a baseball bat up my... Oh. It's not... <clears throat> mm. <laughs> Threw you off there, sorry. But uh, it's just, you know, it's exciting. I'm just glad that baseball's back and we finally can do what I do every summer and just, you know, watch baseball. Yep. There's really nothing like coming home, popping up, open a beer, sitting down, watching your team play. Yeah, and I got a newborn son that's yet to see a live baseball game. I'm I'm ready to oh yeah I'm ready to pop that cherry. Introduce him to the baseball world. Absolutely, pop, pop that cherry like cherry fucking pie, which is <laughs> better than cake. You know, like cherry cake. <laughs> yeah, I've never had it. Yeah, no. <laughs> it doesn't sound bad. No, strawberry cake. Strawberry cake's good. good with some strawberry. My icing final on thought: brownies trump all. That's it. Brownies trump all. Thank you for listening. Turtle brownies. Jam cake. <laughs> Jam cake is the shit. Thank you for listening. Maybe next week we'll talk about hot dogs and being sandwiches. No, we're not I going down know. that road. Because <laughs> it's not a fucking sandwich. Oh, yeah. Here we go again. With that being said, Blakey Biceps. Yeah. 643 Podcast out. Is this really a podcast?
Kylie, we good? I'm asking. Can we hit the record button? Because you can't be like doing this. <laughs> we can technically pause it. <laughs> Should we roll with it? Wait a minute. Why are we not outside? <laughs>